too. Hey, 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 everyone. Hope you're doing amazing. Today, boy, do we have a special episode eight of Invite Me In. Not that I'm looking directly at our awesome sauce graphic to know, understand what the hell the podcast is called, but I so am. So proud of you, Jim. <laughs> I just, I know, first time I got it right, it's because Travis had to write down the words for me <laughs> so I could see it and say it correctly. And I, I can't, well, I was like, I can't wait to release the artwork. It's amazing. And Travis did that. But you guys will see it as soon as we release this podcast. Anyways, so you won't even know all the transitions we did. Again, it's a very simple thing. It is the premise of some a-hole who's never going to watch a series, myself, Jim Phoenix, with a person who's watching it for the very first time, Travis, say hi. Hello. And two super duper fans, Xander, say hello. Hello. And just say hi. Hi. As they discuss and try to get me to watch a series, I still have 0.0 interest in Watching we, um, we moved the needle we, a little bit yeah, last. A little bit. You, yeah. Whoa, you said Buffy got you naked wanted, and banging angel. Oh, no. We said naked angel, and you're like, maybe oh, I need to check maybe, this out. Yeah. <laughs> Any chance to see David naked? I was like, oh, maybe. Oh, I mean, you're not wrong. No. So, what do we have in this one? Episode eight? Yes. Uh, yes. It's called I Robot You, Jane. Oh, me, Jim. <laughs> That's okay. it's, a, it's a hard name to say sometimes <laughs> so it's an iRobot okay so they're they have evil basically ro- robo demons robo yep. demons oh. so if you want me to put it in something that I think that you might be familiar with this episode is kind of like Buffy's take on the movie Evil Speak yes I was actually thinking that while yeah. you were watching yeah. it you, oh, I, was you know, I never thought Spider-Man. that until just now but evil speak, evil speak, evil speak. Yeah, I That's never thought of that. Driving with uh, Quint Howard at the movie. We love Quint Howard. Oh yeah, yeah, Clint yeah. Howard Thank you. has been one of my favorite guests. That's been on Last Drive-In. Amazing, that was yes. an amazing episode. We love Clint Howard. He also did way back during the um, Monster Vision. He did an episode for uh, Ice Cream Man. That's a movie. I thought that was just fantastic. No, 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 no not Reggie. It's actually is- a movie called Ice Cream Man. Oh, yeah. he plays a killer ice cream man, and the, apparently the movie was 100 percent funded by porn. We've uh, we've actually already mm. talked about this on the show too. Yeah, <laughs> I remember this we, exact conversation. Oh yeah, <laughs> but we just because you know off talking about Clint Howard. Yeah, it? it was because Clint Howard's <laughs> mom was in an episode, and yeah, was like, yeah. Oh, that's right. All right, so welcome back to the Clint Howard podcast. Yeah, <laughs> transition. Hi, where we talk about Clint Howard and nothing else. <laughs> invite Clint in. Hey man, invite the guy. That'll be weird. I don't know. There's definitely said we can't. Uh, maybe one episode we'll have a special guest. Who knows? Yeah, hey, Clint, we were here. To th- thank you for joining us. Yeah, yeah, your movie career and all. Cool. But about your mom's episode and Buffy. <laughs> if you just talk like a half hour about the episode, that'd be yeah, awesome. Yeah, her 30-second appearance. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, that was my awesome mom. Movie in. Yeah. And uh, that'd be awesome, man. No, so... How does this one open up? How does I Robot You Jane? Um, well, it actually it's a throwback because it we open in Italy in 1418. Okay. So uh you have you see like this big uh this large demon known as uh Moloch. Hey, 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 He's, only I can tell is jokes. Oh yes. wait, it's a Bolock. I just said something. I'm sorry, my bad. But um so he uh is this demon. 
who's looking for new uh, followers, I guess. And there's one of them who's ready to serve Moloch, and he just simply snaps his neck, as you do. So, yeah, this guy kind of throws me off. So he gets people to follow him. But as soon as they're like, I love you, he's like, you must die now and kills them. I essentially think he's like a cat because you know how like a cat is like, I want pets. I want cuddles. Why is mommy and daddy not showing me the love I so desperately need? And then the second you pet them, they're like, oh, my God, stop being so clingy. Fair. (laughs) Yeah. Amen. Amen. Says every cat owner in the world. <laughs> yeah, but um, so they do this, but then outside of wherever they're at, they get a bunch of priests and overrun the guy, and they're able to trap him within the uh, within a book. They use a ritual. They're able to trap him inside the book. They seal the book in the box, and they hope, hey, nobody will ever open this box and find this book ever again. What's the worst that can happen? Buffy opens the box in Sunnydale, 1997. Okay, they couldn't, like, burn the book? Or did that release him? I would release him, presumably. Okay, so it has to be, they mm-hmm. draft him in a book, but they wouldn't, like, completely, I don't know, like, hide the pages somewhere? I would, like, rip it up. That way it's still, like, a thing, yeah. but, you know, you can't read the words. You know? This is so yeah. Malvolio. Or, sorry, Tom Riddle. All right, so he's in a book and a box with a locks. Okay, cool. Go on. Yeah, so Buffy opens the box in the library. There are actually several people in the library. Yeah, there's actually library events happening in the library. It's kind of strange to see in this show. Yes, and um, we have the computer class has come to help digitize and archive the books. Which apparently involves scanning all of the pages into right. the computers, which is not how I have ever seen a book archived. But, you know, I don't write for TV. So what do I know? No. Wait a minute. What do you mean they scan the pages in the computer to digitize them? Yeah. Like they are scanning them page by page into the into the. That's going to be boring. Yeah, it's super tedious. I can't imagine going through an entire book doing that. What year is this? Uh, 1997. Yeah, 97. The program is called Scanomatic, mm. and it's ah. spelled with uh, with a Q U E at the end to be fancy. Of course, of course. Scanomatic. Yeah, they, uh. that's a pretty cool one. They just put the book down, and it kind of like ruffles the pages, and they're all scanned now. Like the only ones that really kind of do the old school wise are that sounds fake. Like <laughs> it looks fake. It actually does look fake. They have them, and uh, I believe Lancaster had one. That's I think like has no one. I was at that perfect age where like arcades, you went from like having to hand count to where they started counting the tickets for you. And I never fully trusted the machines to count the tickets correctly. And then we went to Dave and Buster's a few years ago and they actually just weighed the tickets to estimate how many. And I was like, this sounds even more fake. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, right. (laughs) It can work in your favor. It's like, it's like start taping like pennies to them. Dude, exactly. Get them idea. wet or something. Like, but there is a good thing that comes out of this totally original, totally happens uh, scene of them scanning these old books. We meet Jenny. Yes, Jenny Calendar. We love Jenny. Jenny Calendar. Yeah, yes. she's the uh, com- she uh, is the computer science teacher. She's helping out 
Um, Giles and the Scooby gang and everybody, they're basically, this is a big co-project. They got all these old books, old dusty books, and she's basically helping them scan the books. Yeah. So we don't really get much of an introduction to her, though. She's just kind of like, they just insert her there and she's just like an established character, it feels like. Well, you get a little bit more as you go on. Yeah, but like, you know, as my first time like watching, it's just kind of weird. Like, oh, okay, so she and Giles have like a working relationship. Like, that's not been established. That's what you want to call it. But then again, like, are we just reading into things with that? Because there's like nothing romantic that happens between Uh, these episodes. By the end, she's definitely flirting with him. Right now, this feels playful on her end and very like exasperated on his end. Oh, so he's at her. (laughs) This is a very daddy thing. She wants to get. Some daddy yeah. action going on, <laughs> but she actually is. She's actually legit. A lot of people that watch a lot of Buffy, she's a lot of people. One of, if not their favorite side character out of the whole series. I enjoyed her character. I'm not, you know, I'm. Oh, I yeah, enjoyed she, she, her addition to the episode. I just thought it was a bit strange that they just kind of threw her in, and you know, kind of. I mean, it's fine to do things like that. To like make, you know, it's like a actual place. You know, we don't have to see all these relationships formed, but. You know, there's like no context given to her there. Like, I didn't know that she was supposed I, to be this type of person. I'm you really get more not. of her. They delve more into it uh, from uh, season two on. Okay. What were you gonna say, Jesse? Oh, I was gonna say I'm less bothered by her just appearing. Like, I accept that she's a teacher in the school. I'm more bothered by the fact that we're just supposed to accept that there's an entire class of students in the library. Yeah, that's that's more jarring to me. Is that her class? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's their it's their computer lab. I guess they're doing this as like a project. Um, Jenny and Giles are flirt fighting about uh, physical books versus technology, and Jenny's like, "It's good, embrace technology." And then this guy Fritz is like, "We are the future." And then he says right. he says the phrase "jacked in" a lot, and Travis couldn't stop giggling for like uh, forty five yeah. minutes. He says, <laughs> "Yeah, you're not jacked in." Or if you're not jacked in or whatever. And I said, if you're not jacked in, you're jacked off. I actually thought that while I was watching this, but I'm sitting there like, all right, calm down, Johnny Mnemonic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the guy is, uh, he's very over the top. He he was almost Neo. He's like, man, we got to get jacked into the net and we got to surf the World Wide Web and clackety, clackety, clackety. I'm like, all right, this is not, what was that movie? Um, Hackers? I'll say the net. No, that's a good, that is a good movie. I also like Sandra Bullock, uh, but regardless, I was thinking more of uh, Hackers. Angela Jolie? Yeah. Where they're just like, hold on a second. Okay, yeah. I'm in. It did, did not age well. I tried to watch Hackers uh, a couple months ago. I was like, oh, I remember Hackers. Oh, yeah, I couldn't get past the bar scene. Like, oh, oh, yeah, he, he easily could have fit into that movie just by his talking. Well... At least we have cast and crew, and we have a new character, and, and some banter, and some other banter, and the yeah. library being used for the first time ever. And, and then it's like the whole class is leaving or something, and then Will is left behind, and she's still scanning pages, and she scans the diary or book or whatever that the demon was sealed into, and then the text from the page just disappears, and it comes on screen, and then we can only assume that the demon is now in the computer. Yeah. Because every time she scans a page, the words disappear off the book. Yeah. And then the screen pops up with the text box. Where am I? Yeah. <laughs> is Giles How did I get here? 
Is he just bad at his job? He didn't like didn't know. Well, no, because everybody was leaving because it's like, all right, hi, guys, time to go. And Whittle's like, no, I'll stay behind. I'll finish up what I'm working on. But why does Jalos even have that book? And, like, does yeah. he not know that's a cursed book? That's what I I'm think, thinking, too. So he keeps his personal book collection in the library in addition to, like, the school books. Um, and that's, it got mixed into the pile. That's kind of careless, right? Like, <laughs> you would think that he would have his own personal library at home. Does he live in the library? He's got I a wouldn't little, be surprised. He's got a, like a cage there, like a cell. Remember, yeah. remember when they caged up a person? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was that yeah. Cage back ever in this episode or before? Uh, no, I it comes back. It does. Yeah. Oh god. Okay. Oh yeah. So he was oh, prepared. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what his house looks like. Do we ever see Jaws' house? Mm-hmm. Does it have a cage? Does <laughs> 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 it? I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. fine. We'll be surprised. Okay. Then what happens next? Credits. Oh, right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. We get some cute, like, teenage girl friendship stuff between Buffy and Willow. Because Buffy's like, I tried to get a hold of you last night, but I couldn't. And Willow's like, yeah, it's because I was busy. And Buffy's like, no secrets allowed. You can't keep secrets. So, like, it's kind of nice seeing them have this, like, normal, like, teenage BFF moment. Um, Willow was talking about how she was talking to... Malcolm. Oh. And Buffy's like, how have you kept a secret like this for a week? And Willow's like, you know, I just I, you know, I just wanted to wait and keep it to myself for a little bit. And Buffy and Buffy's like, what's he look like? And Willow's like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> She's very happy about it. I guess if he gets in between them, would this make them Malcolm in the middle? Wow. Hold on, I got something for that. Now I'm totally screwing this up. Hold on. I need to get my soundboard. Don't worry, man. It happens to me too. Like uh, baseball. I guess we're both players that way. There we go. I found it. I just, I just saw Jim going no on a loop. Yeah, that was great. Oh man. Um. What was the okay Malcolm? So, if you're having that character, new character, this, so this is like back when chats were. It took almost forever to send a picture. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. It's, okay. So it's very basic. Um, it, it's pre AOL chat, so I don't even know how they're talking. Honestly, she's in one of those chat rooms, and I do remember using some of these. Where like when you like as you're typing, the letters pop up, so mm-hmm. you can't even like it's not a you hit send when you're done. It's if you have a typo, if you fuck up, if oh, you really? change your mind halfway through, you see it all. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I used some of those with some of my friends when I was younger. Oh wow. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so in like Buffy follows Willow to her computer lab class. She's got a free period and Jenny Calendar just fully accepts it. She doesn't give Buffy the same harassment that so many other teachers do. But she tells Another her to get reason out. to like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she, she does tell her she does tell her to get out because it's not her lab, but she's like she's She's like, you know, finish up your conversation with Willow quickly. Like, you yeah. know, we're, we're she was cool about it though. She's time. like, You got yeah. somewhere to be? No. Uh well, um, all right, still gonna go ahead and finish this up. Let's get on. We got stuff to do. Yeah. She like, was cool about it. Like, she was the cool teacher. Any other teacher at Sunnydale High would have been like, don't you go have some trouble to get into, Miss Summers? <laughs> like, 
So yeah. it, it's Jenny's it was like, just nice expedite. Let's go. I got stuff to do. Let's expedite. Let's finish up your conversation. Yeah. We see Fritz talking to the computer also. I feel like we need to say. Um, well, uh, Buffy's telling Willow that she wants her to be safe and she's just, you know, concerned about her internet safety, all of that. They're kind of ahead of their time of the whole catfishing stranger danger thing. I feel like that would maybe have been common back then, too. I don't I'm know. trying to think of when the first episode of Degrassi The Next Generation was because Emma. Gets- <laughs> was it the first episode of Degrassi? <laughs> yeah. They're like, well, Degrassi The Next Generation. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. The one with Drake. Looks like yeah. Picard. Gotcha. I like that one. Yeah, like the very first episode is she's like chatting to some older dude and she winds up in a hotel room with like a child predator. Yeah. It's uh Yeah. Or that episode strokes. Oh no. You never heard about that one? Yeah, no, yeah. I know. That's what I said. That's oh, what I, know. I don't think that he lured them in with a chat room. <laughs> He's like, guy, hey, you guys want to see my bicycle? Mm. You guys want to ring my bell on my bicycle? But I, I wrote some important details from this scene down because Mal- Malcolm. Were you about to call him Malachi? I was about to call him Malik. Okay. I was going to say, I, was, I always heard him. I thought I was going to hear a Malachi there too. <laughs> Malachi. Uh, <laughs> he who walks between the roads. <laughs> so he like is able to see Buffy through the computer screen and he like pulls up her permanent record and we find out that Buffy is a sophomore. She has a 2.8 GPA. Better than I would have thought. Yeah. yeah she has, true. she's associated with no sports. So I guess she's officially off the cheerleading team. No longer even an alternate. She said, I think she said like at the end of the episode, she was just going to quit it. Uh, I mean, so yeah. Um, and she's only had, she has one recorded absence. No, and that, I'm does calling not bullshit. match with what any other adult says in yeah, the show. Yeah, she skips class all the time. Yeah. But she'd be tardy. It doesn't have to have, like, I used to have uh, a lot of tardy, but I would come in half the school day. So I should have been absent. And I was really drunk when I did it anyways. So I really should have been absent. Sometimes schools just do that so they don't have to fail you. Mm, I well, think they they're being very generous. Yeah, they, they, most of the people there, especially the principals, which I don't think they have an established principal replacement yet. Yeah, that's that happens the next, next episode. episode. Yeah. Next episode, so, yeah. Um, I guess they don't really have um, like an authority figure to make that call at this time. The other guys did. Yeah. Poor bastard. Yeah. Um, and I Buffy's will just like remember you. Is that part of the song? Well, because, you know, because the principal's dead. Ah. Uh, Ding dong. The principal yeah. Flutie me- memorial service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Doug Flutie? Isn't he still playing football? No. Oh, I missed my Flutie. That, oh, I'm joke. sorry. That joke didn't go over well. <laughs> See, now you're just doing the sound jokes. Okay, so what is the next one? So they got this going, and then where does it go? Uh, Xander asked Willow to go to the bronze and she's like, no, I've got other things to do. And Xander's a little bit jealous. Yeah, and I thought that that was kind of interesting, which I'm not sure how Willow can be cool with her being into Xander and Xander's so openly into Buffy in front of her all the time. And She's not cool with it. She's not cool with it. Well, she like... She never really like acts as if it's like bothering her. Maybe it is internally. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, I thought it was kind of nice to see, you know, her be like off on her own and Xander finally like realizes like it's something that, you know, he 
kind of misses. Honestly, this is a really good Willow episode, especially at the very end, which I'll talk about more. But like, it's a good Willow episode. Yeah, I agree. It's nice to get a little bit more in depth with her character. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then Xander and Buffy get themselves a little bit riled up, imagining who's on the other end of the chat box. Yeah. Buffy's concerned it's a circus freak with a hairy back. And (laughs) Xander says maybe it's an axe murderer. And then they just kind of laugh it off. Like they're like, we're overreacting. And then we see Fritz. (laughs) They're going to kill her. We see Fritz in the computer lab saying Travis's favorite phrase over and over again in a monotone. (sighs) Gotta get jacked in. Gotta get jacked in. I'm jacked in. Oh, yeah. I'm jacked in. And he's like absentmindedly carving an M into his arm. Nice. Yeah, he's jacked in. All right. No one else notices this, though. (laughs) (laughs) He's alone in the lab at this point. Well, that's when you jack in a lot, when you're alone in the lab. But, you know, sometimes you get caught. And so he doesn't get caught. <laughs> nah, I mean, he's like openly jacking in, like in front of everybody. Straight jacket. Yep. He's, he's just jacking in. I don't know. This is not what it looks like. Uh, um, I don't know. This is not what it looks like. I was by pornography. Um, no, wait. That was The Simpsons. So he, he's obviously the not Clint Howard guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, okay. I don't know. He's weird. He's just a weird character in this episode. <laughs> Should they have gotten Clint Howard to do that he's, character? He's the one that would have been willing to sacrifice the puppy. Yeah. Like, I feel like his character was just kind of unnecessary when you have the other guy. No, I think because, uh, well, it's going to happen here in a second. Um, yeah. So we see that next day, Willow is late. She doesn't come to school until fifth period. She, Says she slept in, but really she blew off class. Um, her you and know. Buffy are kind of like arguing about it. And Buffy's like, I'm just concerned about you. Like, how do you know this guy is who he says he is? And Will is like, why is it so unbelievable that somebody could be interested in me? You don't get it. So Malcolm said you wouldn't understand. Yeah. But I do feel I do feel kind of feel bad for Willow because she's around Buffy all the time, who is like getting as much as she says that she's forever single. She is getting all kinds of yeah, attention. She's like, uh, she kind of briefly dated that one dude who's like Owen, Owen. Uh, got a, a vampire that's into her. Um, Angel. Yeah. yeah. Xander is Xander, all over her all the yeah. time. Like yeah. she's got all kinds of attention, even if it's not necessarily anything she's fully intending to reciprocate. Yeah. Like, and for Willow. Now I grew up not very uh well, if i tell you how old I, was, old I was when i lost my virginity like really like yeah i know <laughs> and uh I'll put it this way when the internet came out as just chat it opened up a whole new door and unfortunately slammed them on the first date because they fall in love with your mind what you can do and then they see you as like jesus fucking christ and then i can kind of really connect with willow on this point and this is weird because she's not by any stretch of the imagination a bad looking woman but she probably feels that and when she can connect with someone who just wants her and you know have her own popularity yeah seeing this episode it like makes her like finally have social 
She actually oh, makes a like a point about exactly what you're saying during this conversation. Huh. I think she's talking. Uh, Buffy's like, "Oh, I just want to like you should maybe meet him that way. You know, he's we're sure he's not like some kind of like you know weird looking monster guy." And then she's like, "Well, looks aren't always important, Buffy. Why is it always got to be about looks?" Yeah. So you know, it's kind of you know she's more into like you know the person than you know what the person yeah. looks like yeah i, I do feel that well will basically just like hey can do, do you mind can i have a little something i mean yeah, like, I, you, you I really completely, feel bad. yeah i completely get it from willow's perspective yeah. and, and why she wants <laughs> support from her best friend yeah this she's is, like look yeah. can you just be happy that somebody likes me for once do they always have to be does it always have to be about you just yeah. keep notes from class. And it, like I good. think it doesn't help, too, that this is, like, at such a time where, like, the computers are a newer thing. And Willow is the nerd. She is more connected with this, like, nerd culture, which at this time was not, like, a super... It was an embrace. Yeah, it was no. an embrace. So no. she's she's going about dating in a more unconventional way and, like you know, adding into her own insecurities. I think all of these issues are just compounding. And then on top of that, she was worried that this is how her friend was going to react. And that's exactly what is happening. So I like her arc in this episode makes a hundred percent sense. Yeah. You feel bad for pretty much the entire episode because, you know, she's just kind of a victim of everything. Yeah. From, I, I was listening to another Buffy podcast and they were talking about every time there's a Willow centric episode, Joss's theory was like, you have to, nobody wants to see willow hurt that's how you crank up the emotion in an episode is having willow hurting like because everybody wants to protect willow at all costs that's very sweet and i'm glad everyone brought that uh that up a bit because this we are now 2021 it's not in her of the meet a date like there, there's tons Mm-mm. of dating well, apps i've gotten yeah. dates and girlfriends off of a matter of fact all of my dating experiences come from online. Yeah, like 95% of mine. Uh, Every single one of them. Yeah. And when I first met my, we'll say my ex-significant other, uh, it was very looked upon. It was still stigmatized. It was like, oh, where did you guys meet? Like, uh, you know, online. Where? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like we met in New York, not really, but yeah. So now it's kind of like, what do you mean? Oh yeah, I I, I just swiped her on Tinder. Yeah, yeah it's super like, common now. Like yeah. I feel yeah. like it's maybe like the majority of relationships. Yeah, every relationship and every date I've had have has come from online. But you know, you're talking ninety what was this ninety seven ninety eight yeah, yeah. ninety seven. It was you know it was even looked down upon to get you know go to school online. Like, yeah. where it's like, oh, I went to University of Phoenix and like, yeah, okay, idiot. What, you couldn't go to a real school? But that's what I'm saying. It was like a lot of stuff that's common now, like relationships, school, basically everything that we do now, you know, 20 years ago was like people that do that are weird. So Xander, would you say that we're we're all jacked in? Jacked <laughs> we're in. jacked in. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're all Johnny mnemonic. As we are, we're all showing our collective age. So Willow has a boyfriend. Go on. Buffy goes to Dave, Fritz's other friend, who's way less intense. Um, and she's like, oh, Dave's not here, man. Yeah. <laughs> she asks about tracing emails and she only says emails one time. The rest of the conversation, she refers to them as e-letters and it's infuriating. Oh my God. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is yeah part of the date. Like how yeah. this episode stated. Yeah, but Dave is basically like, leave Willow alone. It's not your business. 
And then Buffy's like, oh, are you Malcolm? And Fritz is listening over in the corner and just glaring at her. He's like, Buffy, shut the fuck up. Um, in the library, uh, Buffy's telling Giles what's going on. And Giles is like, I can't help you. I don't like computers. I'm not dealing with this. Leave me alone. Yeah, God uh, forbid one of your friends is in trouble. I don't touch computers. You're on your own. Um, he suggests that Buffy tail Dave to see what he's up to. And she's like, what in dark glasses and a trench coat cut to the next scene. Uh, Dave gets into his car and Buffy walks around from behind a tree wearing dark glasses. And a trench coat. A trench coat. Um, <laughs> she sees Dave go into this building, uh, call with a sign that says CRD. And then we see a surveillance screen on a computer, um, with which Fritz is watching. And Malcolm's like, kill her. And then Fritz channels his inner Adore Delano and says, party. Um, party, yeah. <laughs> I like, didn't get that, like, party. Like, <laughs> I, like, I truly don't know what... I. All I could think of was Adore, which she was way after this, but... Adore? Adore Delano. She's a drag queen. She goes, party. Oh, is that like her way of just yeah. saying, cool? Yeah. Okay. Party. Like I grew up around here, like '97, I would have been a sophomore in high school, and mm-hmm. I don't remember a lot of this stuff. I was like, we never said that. I mean, I also could have been I didn't grow up in California. I grew up in Ohio. I think Fritz is saying a lot of things other people don't say. Yeah, I was like, this was like totally 100. Okay. Like, I remember everybody wore clothes like this. Like, this was, you know, this was this was the late '90s, and we were like, hey, let's go do that. All right, party. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no way. The bomb no was way. a thing. I, we used to say raise the roof and do the hand motion. That's ironically. That. I think I actually did that the other day. I was like, yeah. we used to. Still doing it. Yeah. All that and a bag of chips. I've been doing that the entire podcast. Talk so to far. the hand because the face the don't want to listen. Uh huh. Like, all that is like, yeah, we used to. That was. Oh, yeah. This was, this was years before for Shizzle. <laughs> Oh my God! And all of the young listeners, we apologize. All of the young listeners, if you need to understand any of this slang, I recommend the pop culture hit Clueless. It'll help you with a lot of. Oh my God! More inappropriate relationships. I know, Travis. (laughs) I got Travis to watch Clueless for the first time a couple weeks ago, and he's still not over the ending. (laughs) Dude, yeah. Have you shown him the TV show? I've not seen the TV show. The only I've seen maybe like one or two episodes. The only thing I remember is Donald Faison was a character. And the only person who came back to reprise the role was Stacy Dash. Everybody else was a new actor. And I remember the only one I remember watching because this was TGIF. So you tell you how long ago this was. <laughs> but TGIF is a thing. They had an episode where there was an 80s dance party. Don't know why. And the only thing I remember about this episode was... The band, whoever was playing the band at the 80s party was playing I Melt With You. <laughs> which is a great song. Yeah. But the only I remember about Clueless was Donald Faison, Stacey Dash, and then they played I Melt With You at the end of one random episode that I couldn't tell you what happened. Uh, I like What prompted it was like I found a 20th edition Blu-ray randomly shoved in the back of a shelf at Walmart and was like, well, I need this. And then Alicia Silverstone has been recreating scenes from the movie on her Instagram, and she recreated um, the scene 
where um, What's-His-Face comes over and they're watching movies on her bed. She recreated uh-huh. that with uh, Christian Siriano. So I was like, we also- need to watch the movie now. <laughs> Speaking of actresses from the 90s that have aged incredibly well, she still looks great. Oh, she looks amazing. Like, you know, Sarah Michelle Gellar looks the same. Allison Hannigan looks the same. Alicia Silverstone looks the same. Like, she's on TikTok, too, by the way. She just started doing TikTok. She's on TikTok? Yeah. And she looked like cheap. God bless you. But that's amazing how famous can grow. Now, for this episode. <laughs> sure. What happens next? What happens next? So we find out CRD stands for Calix Research and Development. Xander knows this because his uncle worked there in a janitorial role. Of course. It has been closed down. Buffy said it did not look very closed down. Um, and they're like, well, Dave's super smart. Maybe he's part of some program that they're doing there, whatever. And Buffy says, my spider sense is tingling. And Giles says, spider sense. And Buffy says, it's a pop culture reference, to which I say, bullshit, it's spidey sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Buffy's not doing well. That made me mad. She gets a point for trying. And also, how the hell, even if you're, my mom knows what spidey, spider sense is. So how, because somebody... Not know even in the nineties because the cartoon was huge back then. Because he's all How? stuffy and wears tweed. My mom doesn't like comic books, and she knows what Spider Sense is. Do you think Giles owns a TV? Yeah, you're right. No, he owns he owns one of those old timey radios. Didn't he like refer to it as the idiot box? Yeah, no, yeah he referred he to computers as the idiot box, ah. and Jenny corrects him and says that's the TV. Ah, whatever. Yeah, he doesn't have a TV. Let's see. Um, Jenny comes in to check how the database is doing as Giles is talking to Buffy and Xander. And she's like, why are you guys in here again? And Xander says, to read makes our speaky English good. Nice. Which I know I shit on Xander a lot. So I like to bring out his good moments. Too. He's got he, 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 yeah. he, he gets a few in this one. And then there was, even though he wipes it away in the next episode, he actually has one good moment in the next episode before he, you know. Right it? Spoilers. Yeah, well, spoiler, in an episode, Xander's a pervert. I know. Yeah. <laughs> they might. Does he still, is he still thinking about all the horrible rape he did? Yeah, well, I don't know. We never touch upon it ever again after oh, that. Good for oh. him. <laughs> good for him. Maybe, yeah. maybe Indian Village could make him remember, too. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Next scene is also obnoxious. They clearly wanted to make this scene work and they didn't want the audience to have to work too hard because Willow is narrating herself out loud as she types into the computer and the computer is giving text to voice for Malcolm's responses. I do not like this scene for that reason. I appreciate shows that will just let text be on screen and be like, you can do this. I believe in you. Like You can read. Uh, and if not, they'll just do, use AMI, which is going to read it for them yeah. it, for people who are vision impaired. Not, yeah, oh. and like, and that's like, and that's a fair point too. I like the shows that like, and let me rephrase that. Like, usually you get the gist of what has been said in a conversation without right. having to read it word for word. Hopefully I guess not. I don't read my emails word for word. No, and they're actually to me. Who does that anymore? 
So we have the awkward introduction of technology in the 90s of, uh, so e-letters and e-readers. Cool. And Malcolm makes a mistake and says, because, you know, Willow's just talking about her frustrations with Buffy not being supportive. And he was like, well, she did get kicked out of her old school. And Willow's like, how do you know that? And he goes, uh, permanent record? Shit. Uh, uh, you, you told you me. Told me? <laughs> and then Will's like, whatever, and turns off the computer. Well, this is when she starts to get a little bit spooked. She's kind of getting weird vibes from it. She's like, I guess I gotta go. Yeah. And she just shuts off the computer. And, and this is also back they're, on. They're talking about meeting up at this point too, right? Because she's like, yeah. you know, we should yeah. meet up. And she's like, I'm nervous. And he's like, I'm not. Is that weird? And, you know, she's like, oh, this is what Buffy doesn't get. You know, she just yeah. doesn't understand. Yeah. Then in the library, um, more Jenny and Giles uh, flirt fighting. Uh, Jenny calls out the cultural elitism of uh, Giles' view that all knowledge should only be contained in books that are heavily guarded by old white men. Um, yeah, he didn't do his own damn job as this episode kind of eliminates. <laughs> yeah. He says that books just simply have more to say than the internet ever could. And Jenny pulls up Malik's old book and flips through all the empty pages and is like, uh, this one sure isn't saying a whole lot. And Giles goes, Oh shit, where'd you find that book from? <laughs> and that's where he starts putting pieces together. For a watcher, he sure doesn't seem to be doing a lot of watching. He's very bad at this job. Yeah. Not very good. Does he get better as the series goes on? Yes. Or is he always okay? That's good because he's not been very competent so far. We're on episode eight now. <laughs> Yeah. So we we have Giles. I think maybe it's everyone just one dimensional in the first season. It could be that. Yeah. I mean, you're still kind of laying the groundwork, trying to build up these characters. Yeah, and I can also, you know, you can also see that if they didn't know that this was going to be uh, a thing after season one, you don't want to invest too much into them. Well, then at that point, wouldn't you want to flesh them out fully? That way, you get like a full experience. <laughs> but was, if you I only have like two episodes. Yeah. But that's like yeah. a lot more like think about movies. Like you only have like two hours, two and a half at most. But you you write for TV different than you write for movies. Yeah, yeah. I know, but you get so much more time to do this. You know, it's twelve not episodes. It's called Giles the Watcher. It's called <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Well, still you gotta build the cast around them, you know? You gotta like actually make the cast yeah. you know worthwhile like, it, it improves as it goes on because it's like all right we have more episodes we have a budget we have all this we can now have time because if you only think that you know this you know we'll say commercials too you have 12 hours for this season including commercials you're not like if if you can't you don't want to put a lot of fo- uh, too much focus on other characters when one of the characters names is the name of the show that's where most of the 12 hours is going to go. Like you still have, like we've had our Xander centric episodes and like this one's a Willow centric. And I'm going to say, I think that this, um, this works for the first season for him predominantly being a more one dimensional authority figure, even though he's part of the Scooby gang, like having him more authoritarian makes his overall series character arc uh-huh. pay off better. Okay. He's as the their, father figure. Yeah, as their relationship dynamic changes throughout the series, like having it start off very authoritarian like it is yeah. now gives it more depth later. 
Okay. He got, he slowly goes from he like he's basically the first season. He's basically the father figure of the group. You got to have that voice. The I, say, I don't even really feel like he's a father. Uh, figure. Yeah, I wouldn't say he is either. He's just kind of like you know he's yeah, as to, it like, goes on. Yeah, yeah, but, like yeah, but right now he's just like he's mentor. Yeah, he's very mentor. much yeah. like you know you're more the mentor. slave. You got to do this. You know, like no no doing fun stuff like you know we got to protect this place that's it like, i don't really see like, we have they to have a relationship. In the library. Yeah, yeah they have a relationship but it's kind of very much focused towards the goal of slaying yeah. vampires yeah yeah and he doesn't know where the book's gone so now he to puts it together yeah right yeah. okay so in the hall we have buffy trying to find willow but i also need to note there is like a very funny throwaway joke of the nurse talking to another school official person saying, I checked his file and it said nothing about being allergic to penicillin. Like it's one of those moments that's just in there. Blink and you miss it has nothing to do with the rest of the episode, but it's a really funny piece of throwaway dialogue. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But Dave tells that uh, Dave tells Buffy that Willow is in the locker room. If uh, she's looking to her, if she's looking for her to apologize. So Buffy goes to the locker room and we see uh, Fritz has turned on the water and left a live wire on the ground. And Buffy walks in, sees the water is running in the shower. And she's like, this is how droughts get started, which feels very different in 2021. Um, Especially in California. Yeah. Yeah. And Dave comes in at the last second as we see the puddle reaching the wire and says, Buffy, look out! And she gets shocked, but she also kind of like throws herself across the locker room. Yeah, she jumps like just in enough time to not die, but yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Giles even says like, if you hadn't been the Slayer, you would have died. Yeah. I also, it also kind of remembers me because this kind of throws me back to like, I one of my favorite old shows from like the 60s is The Avengers. The old spy show that they made a really shitty 90s action movie on. Uh, there was a there was Joanna an episode. Lumsley, right? What's that? Joanna Lumsley. Yeah, she was in no. Yeah. She was in the New Avengers. This is oh, we're talking the Emma Peel years. Okay. There was an episode called, and this is what this kind of reminded me of, is the positive negative man. There was a guy that could you know electrocute. It was some very campy '60s stuff. But uh, Emma Peel grabs the doorknob, like a or the door handle of a car, and she gets shocked by this guy. And the only reason she didn't survive is her shoes were rubber soled. And I'm thinking that's what this kind of reminded me of. It's like, oh well, if her her boots had rubber soles, so she's good. Because that's how they explained how she didn't die in the TV show or the Avengers. Like, oh well, your your shoes were rubber soled. You were grounded. You were grounded. Yeah, the, the, the rubber grounded you. Yeah, and, and kids, if you're wearing rubber soles or not, don't don't grab power. Just oh, don't grab them yeah. to begin with. Yeah. So, Chris Slayer powers save your life. We have over 100 episodes to go yet. We want you to listen to every single one of them. So, yeah, don't electrocute yourself. Not yet. I mean, ever. Or at least wait until we finish the show first. Then, you know. We're not your parents. Do what you want. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. Anyway. Dave is yelling at the computer saying that he won't kill. He refuses to. Malcolm is saying that their project is almost complete. He can give Dave whatever he wants. All he needs is his love. Love is all he needs. Um, we saw how that went at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Oh, and for this, I forgot about this. For those that don't, for those that like me who are huge fans of Fast and the Furious, 
he was in the first one. He was the one. He was Vin Diesel's brother in the first one. Huh. They get shot in the drive-by at the end. He ra- he raced the guy for pinks and then drove off with the car. That's cool. And I can't think of the. Hold on, let me. While, I'm, while we're talking, I'm bringing up the actor's name. Uh, that was what Dave, right? Yeah, Chad Lindbergh huh. is the name of the guy. But that's what I remember him from mainly. Is he was Jesse in the Fast and the Furious, the first one. I haven't remembered Fast and Furious. It's been such a long, long time. He was also <laughs> in the I Spit on Your Grave remakes, too. So. Yeah. No, I I agree with the ill part. I even had some dark jokes with that one, but. Yeah, I yeah, just. No. All right, that's a whole separate a that's a whole separate rant that we don't have time for. But. Yeah, no, but I'm just like I'm looking it up, and that was one of the other things he was known for. But yeah, he's uh, he was Jesse, the kid with the stutter in uh, the first Fast and the Furious. Well, that's speak- what I remember him from. Speaking of Jesse and a one-off character that ends in death, <laughs> yeah, uh, Scratch Pad is. <laughs> They put a uh, scratch pad is pulled up on the computer and uh, it, like Malcolm is narrating. Dear mom and dad, I am so ashamed. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I thought that this was kind of messed up. Yeah. Yeah. In the library, like Buffy had told Giles and Xander what was going on and she decides she's going to go look for um, who she's looking for. Uh Oh, okay, okay. Um, they figured out that Moloch must be in the computer or on the internet, and they're like, well, maybe we can try and delete the file. And when they try to delete the file, Moloch appears on the screen, and he's, like, threatening them. Um, and then they talk about all the bad possibilities with Moloch being connected to the World Wide Web. Like, he could ruin um, economies. He could launch nuclear attacks like it's just a really bad scenario but they they say that he's well, like contained within the band like the modems within the school system right right now yes yeah um, it's, it's like zoolander the files are in the computer exactly uh Sorry. buffy goes to look for willow in the lab so that way they can try and figure out a plan of attack and also to try and keep willow safe from malcolm slash moloch Slash Malik Malachi because apparently that's how I like to combine those two names. I like that. Walks, uh, I like that, walks between the rows. I like that he modernized his name though. It's like I'm gonna be Malcolm now. That seems kind of current. Um, but when she goes into the lab, she finds Dave hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, just hanging around. Ah, uh, no, boo. <laughs> yeah. I thought that that was kind of weird. Like, uh, you know, but they never explain how he got up there. We assume that Fritz is the one that hung him, but they don't explain. It. It's like, oh, look, he's just he's hung himself, and yeah. we will not speak of this ever again. Yeah, we'll throw his dead body in the closet with Jesse and Owen and the bug eggs. Owen's still alive. alive. Oh, that's right, Owen. Yeah, I was thinking. I don't know what. Well, Owen's, just in, Owen's in the trash. He's not in the closet with the dead bodies. He's in the trash with characters we well, don't care I mean, about. As of stuff that we never speak about, or we never, we never have a definitive ending ever again. Yeah. Um, let's see. Giles is gonna enlist Jenny Calendar for help with his research since he doesn't know enough about computers. And Xander and Buffy are gonna go try and find Willow. We see Willow go home. And she calls out to mom and dad. They don't answer. We assume they're not home. She goes to her room. It's ideal. Of course, they're not home. 
there's a keyboard on the bed. And I know you're thinking, of course, we've established Willow is a computer nerd. No, I mean, there's like a tiny little Casio keyboard, music nice. keyboard, just laying across her bed. No clue why. Uh, she plays piano, remember? I know. They briefly mentioned yeah. it in the next episode. In this episode, it just feels so... Yeah. It's whatever. Also, I feel like Willow would have a keyboard stand. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, she gets a little notification. She says that you have mail that mail none of us has card. heard. And <laughs> that's, yeah, my mom had that one. She Euro had trip? that one. <laughs> that one from Eurotrip? Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! I got almost got in trouble. When I was in the army. I almost got in trouble because of that ringtone. <laughs> I was when I was because I was I was in the aid station. I was a medic in the army, and I was actually for once in the office doing work. <laughs> our PA, our physician's assistant, was in the office because he had a separate desk. And then you know because in case any kind of tragic things happens, we work a lot with the chaplain and the chaplain's assistant. Yeah. So I'm sitting at the our NCO's desk doing work. Everybody else is at meetings or whatever. I'm actually doing work for once. The PA is at his desk. The chaplain's talking to him. My buddy left his phone on the desk. Not my phone. My phone was in my pocket. And I'm sitting there doing work, and my chaplain, PA's in there. All of a sudden, you hear, well, motherfucker. And they look at me like they wanted to just do harmful things to me. And I'm just like, it's not my phone. And I'm glad, and I'm glad, to be fair, it, the ringtone was even worse. Because it was the Chappelle, Chappelle show, uh, R. Kelly song. Mm, to sign you? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad because male motherfucker was the least bad problem. <laughs> you never know. Maybe like, yeah, I also want to pee on some people. <laughs> He's a chaplain. He's not a priest. Oh, wait, hold on. Hey. Okay, so one's got mail, and it's it's getting weird because it's a small keyboard. Yeah, so um, she goes um, – she's going to go run outside the house because she's freaking mm-hmm. out. And then she opens up the front door, and uh, Mr. Jack Den is at the door, and – puts a uh, core form on her or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Supposedly. Yeah. And Something. so basically she kidnaps her. We don't know what's on the sock, but it yeah. makes her I pass mean, out. Honestly, Allison Hannigan is teeny teeny tiny. Yeah. Um, like he's twice her size. He could have just smuggled her away. Yeah. But, but then she would have been making a commotion on the middle of the night, like screaming help, you know, like I think that people would have. His hand is as big as her face. But That's then you, always, you know, whenever they have episodes like this, you always got to have that wake up scene anyways that they That's always true. seem to have. Yeah. So she's over there at the computer place now. Uh, in the library, Jenny Calendar comes in and says, I got your message. And Giles is like, now I'm going to say something and I need you to be open minded and not immediately discount it. There's a demon in the computer. Oh, I thought it was not swinging. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. There's a demon in the computer is my second guess. And she doesn't even blink and she goes, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I didn't expect that. I thought that she, you know, I think it's kind of cool that she just rolls with it instantly. Yeah. So she she says that she's seen like portents the past few days. There have been multiple online shutdowns. The bones she's been casting have been giving her weird results. And <laughs> He's uh, like, wait, what? Excuse me? Yeah, yeah. what is like, mean by that? Yeah, rewind a bit. You said reading bones? What is uh, reading well, bones? Bones. Angels new show, bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been reading it, the book. 
Oh, she's casting it. She's casting. Oh, she's casting David it. Yeah, she's, she's the casting agent for Bones. Ah, That's how David Boreanaz wound up now. playing Bones, not Bones. Oh, okay. So, um, so she's I just like, like he was like, oh yeah. He's like, sure. Uh huh. Wait. Uh, wait. What? Excuse me. Bones. Like he yeah. just stopped him in his tracks. Yeah, she refers to herself as a techno pagan, and then she's like, nice. "Which demon is it?" And she starts naming off some, and he goes, "Malik," and she goes, oh, "The Corrupter." <laughs> I hardly know her. <laughs> I make that joke every chance I get, and Travis hates it every single time. And the more I do it, the more fun it gets for me. <laughs> I'm shaking my head. That's all right. Not everyone can be jacked in. I say I almost set off this time. <laughs> Everybody can be jacked <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, let's see. Buffy and Xander have gotten to Willow's house. They see the email up on her computer about like, Malik needing to meet Malik needing to meet Willow, but no Willow. They deduce that CRD is probably where she's at. So that's where they go. Uh, when Willow's waking up at CRD, we see Robo Malik. Yeah. Oh, who uh, just basically picture predator picture. Um, Jason X picture. One of the monsters from, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, I, that's I, it. Yeah, I got very Jason X vibes with that. Jason just, X, I got vibes with that too. Just take all three of those things and make up yeah. whatever you can imagine from Gremlins that. Gremlins in space, got it. <laughs> yeah, Leopard you're not in wrong. Space. Yeah, and then uh, Malik do what Malik do, and as soon as Fritz declares his love and undying loyalty, he uh, breaks Kills, his neck. Yeah, this guy's. Terrible. Like, that's not how you get followers. These people did not listen to Wu-Tang. They did not protect the next. Nope. Oh, I say Wu-Tang clans for the children? Oh, another one. <laughs> and naturally, Willow is kind of put off by this because he's like, well, you know, I love you, though. Like, do you love me? And the magic words are, I love you. And that's basically like, you know, your death. Except- I learned that from Barney. Yeah, exactly. But who's to say if this guy would have actually killed her or not? I feel like he would have actually let her live. And I, like, I love this. So, like, he's saying that he wants to give her the world because she gave him life. And she's like, no, you lied to me. I deserve better than this. Like, she's having a moment where she's actually standing up for herself. Not doing a whole lot in terms of, you know, keeping herself safe because she doesn't know that Buffy and Xander are on the way, but yeah, like, right. she's, she's taking a stand with what could probably be her last breath. She's like, no, you lied to me. You said you cared about me. You said you were just a normal guy. And here you are a robot demon. You got killing horns. people. Yeah. yeah. If I had a daughter, every girl said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, have wait, enough what? money for the horn removal. Yeah. <laughs> but would you want to though? Yeah. So that's kind of cool that she stands. I like that. It, it's, so her character stops becoming completely one dimensional. Yeah, she's getting in some depth here. Yeah, it, there's, a bit. there's another funny line in this whole like exchange where Malik, Malik is talking about how I keep wanting to say Malachi, uh, where Malik is talking about how he's connected to the internet, so he knows everything that's happening online. And he's like, for instance, a man in Beijing just transferred a large sum to a hitman to take care of his mom. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I, I wish he would have kept going on with like weird shit happening over the internet. Like, yeah. I just thought it was like, he was like, yeah, I approve of uh, Hitman matricide. Like, this yeah. Yeah, his mom's probably a bitch, anyways. I mean, not yeah. a dial up speed stuff. But yeah, I mean, I'm glad <laughs> okay. get that through Hong Kong. So, it would have taken a while with those modem speeds back then. 
So Buffy and Xander are at CRD and they start breaking in. They're doing their whole fighting thing while Giles and Jenny are doing what they need to do to try and get Moloch um, back uh, like back into the and, uh, bound. Bound yeah. is the word that they use. And so she's forming an online circle of Kalis, uh, which leads to a nice line where like uh, she's like, OK, I'll type you read the words aloud. And like, as he's reading the words aloud, she's typing Kalis and he goes, no, Kalis with a K, which yeah. I just thought was a really Aww. funny line. He's also getting super into the reading too. Like he's getting super theatrical. Like it's like, dude, chill out. Like it, you were just reading it off. Like that's not what's happening here. Like I think that typing, just might be Anthony Stewart head. Like, you think so? Yeah. Okay. Dude's a, like. Over the top actor. guy? No, yeah. he's a good actor. Wait till he starts playing bad guys. It's even. I like it almost as much. He's already tried. Yes. He's failed several times. He's oh, so- no. When we get some Giles backstory. Oh, or like any of the stuff that he does like in other movies or TV shows just, where he's the villain. Oh, just just wait until Band Candy. It's delicious. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, that, that sounds like a weird name. But yeah. So, so it works. Malik is bound in his little robo body and he's pissed because he's cut off from the internet. Um, oh, they gave him a robot? Dude, it should be a waffle bot. Oh, be a fucking killer, man. Could you imagine? <laughs> a waffle you bot? A waffle bot? Oh my god. You do not know what the fuck you're missing. If you don't have a waffle bot, I don't know. Like Xander's thing was like the Peacock Channel thing. Mine is WaffleBot. If you guys don't know WaffleBots and own at least two, it's just in case one wants a day off. Yeah. So WaffleBots are a good or bad? They they bring waffles to you. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. They they make and bring waffles for you, so you don't have to like burn your hand. And <laughs> See, WaffleBots <laughs> a good thing. I don't like Peacock. That's the difference. Uh, yeah, no WaffleBots are cool. So he's, he's not a WaffleBot. He's like a, an iRobot. And they're gonna trap him in his little robot body. Yeah, he's uh, he's trapped. Yeah, and they're like he's still made of metal, so he's still like it's hard for them to beat him. But Buffy uses her noggin, and she dares him to hit her. And when he goes to punch, she ducks down because there's a voltage box right behind her, so it like fries the machine. And he explodes. And explodes. Wait, you can do that, but not like burn a book. Apparently. I don't know. Maybe they're smarter than the monks. Son of a bitch. Uh, The next day, Giles is returning um, what looks like a piece of jewelry to Jenny. um, And he confesses that the whole reason he is attached to books instead of computers is because he likes the way books smell. He's a book smell guy. I get it, but you can embrace both the smell of books and technology. And the the smell of computers. Yes. Um, and then Jenny goes from us just speculating that maybe she's flirting to definitely flirting because he's like, at least I don't wear corkscrews from my ears. And she goes, that's not where I wear it. Where does she wear it? Oh, she 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 wants that. Nah. She wants that full on daddy Giles so bad. I want to know the, where does she, is she do. You, do you know where she's like insinuating that she wears her, it? Uh, her no, no square. Yeah. I feel like that would be a really Jenny's a top to hang it. Yeah, like you cannot tell me Jenny is not a top. I oh, like. <laughs> 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 I 
I don't know either. <laughs> yeah, you do. I'm too old. In that relationship between Jenny and Giles, Jenny's a total power cop. I think oh. they take turns. I think they you take think turns. So? Yeah. Oh, come on. I've seen the whole series. I've seen all of Giles, all sides of Giles. You can't tell me that Giles is 100% a bottom in a relationship. No way. Nah. So kids. It's not fully, it's not evenly, but the majority of the time. The most of the time. There there'll be there's some few times, but I still think she wins overall. I like how this episode ends, though, whenever they're all sitting out there by the fountain and they're all talking about how they're not going to have normal relationships because one of them's been pursued by a teacher that was a praying mantis. One of them is pursued by a vampire and she was pursued by a demon computer. Yep. And that's whenever I realized that this series focuses so much on relationships, even whenever it's like the villains. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's pretty decent. I think that's why the series can be so successful if it's just on... The, the non-human stuff, it would kind of fall apart through a couple episodes, be like an yeah. anthology maybe. But the, the success is like, we can kind of see ourselves in that we root for people or root against them. And that's, that's all a human element. And, you know, we might not have vampires to slay, but we've all dated an AI. Who yeah. hasn't? Or at least been approached by them. Um, so speaking of that yesterday, I got a random text message that was like, Hey, this is Ivy from OkCupid. I'm in town. If you wanted to meet up and like, I was just like 90% sure this is a bot, but if it's not like, I don't want her to think she's like, she deserves to know she's been wrong numbered. Right. So I was just like, Hey, sorry, wrong number. Good luck. And she was like, oh, here I go, accidentally texting random dudes, sorry. And I was like, not a dude, but it's all good. And she was like, just like chit-chatting, and it felt fairly normal. Again, yeah. like I said, I was like, there's still a good chance this is a bot, but if it's just a girl going through a shitty day, like, you know, I'll be nice to her. And it's all good and well, just chit-chatting, even talking about the panini that's going on right now. She's actually holding, like, actual yeah, conversation. holding an actual conversation. Very weird. Um, And there's, like, even inconsistencies in, like, spelling and grammar and stuff that, I like, was making me more and more sure it was, like, a real human. And she said something like, uh, if I invited you over right now, what would you do to me? And I was like, God damn it, Ivy. I thought we were friends. You gotta at least take me to dinner first. So I sent her a picture of the Big Lebowski and I said, are you horny for the Lord? And then she said, oh, baby, send me another one. <laughs> no, what you need to do is to start sending her like really bad like slasher movies. What do you want to do to me? This. And then no. you show her a picture of the human centipede. So I found out, like, if I if I don't open the message, it doesn't get a read receipt, so I don't yeah. get a follow-up message. Because I started ignoring her, and then I kept getting more messages, and then when I didn't open a message and read it, I didn't get a response. So that that's... Leaving her on unread. The poor bot. That just remembers, of, like, if anyone has went through AOL, AOL sex bots, like, that's pretty much where it all kind of starts. And <laughs> I actually have a short story, almost entire sex bot chat. Like actual like recorded chats that you had? Yeah. 
Oh, did they get advanced like that? Like, did they actually respond to what you're talking about? It was random string, so they pick up on keywords and like, ooh. Oh, maybe that's really what like, happened here. Because yeah. like it was, it was, it felt like a genuine conversation. It like it, like, it was, very yeah. You even got like, convinced because at first you're like, this is definitely a bot, and then as it went on, you're like, okay, no, maybe it is a real person. And then she was like, hey, I'm getting in the hot tub. Want to see my tits? And I was like, maybe. no. I mean, Dish. no. Yeah, you're right. No. <laughs> Oh. Shh, Ivy, my husband's right here. Oh, Ivy, not let's, yeah. <laughs> Ivy's also the name of the character from uh, How High, but that's so, a good movie, by the way. That is a good movie. The first one. Oh, there's a second one. Oh God, no. Yeah, yeah. But the the AOL chatbots were very obvious. It's always like, hey, sexies, I want to sex you up. It's kind of like the uh, <laughs> the bots for. The dating Dude, sites now. That's like good pickup lines. Hey, sexies. Hey, sexies. Me showing tits now. Yeah. You want to see my tits? <laughs> like, no. Okay, here they are. Like I said, no. I know. What do you want to do to me? Chop you up? Oh, that's so hot. <laughs> What's your name? Yeah. Uh, I'll get up one day and put it out or find it. So you left a bot hanging. Yeah. That's mean. That poor thing can't finish this program. What was that? She like? only wanted to use no. me for her for my body. I thought we were friends. <laughs> we were both hurt in this situation. I'm much like Willow. I relate to Willow. I was lied to and misled, and I deserve better than that. And we're gonna bind you now. Sorry. <laughs> Where's Buffy at? That's that's amazing how scared they get now. Okay. That cool. was Buffy in that situation. Do it. I was Buffy in that situation. I was yeah. telling you, like, this is not real. Like, not real. And then <laughs> she went full on Willow. You don't know me. Just she, let me have some fun. I you would never understand. Nobody ever asks if I want to see their tits. And then you wake up in a warehouse somewhere for some reason. <laughs> oh, God. He was right this whole time. <laughs> it's oh. just a real doll propped up in the worm. <laughs> <laughs> With the, somebody put a voice box in and he goes, Hello. <laughs> Hey, I knew Josh. you would find me. That's 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 a tourist trap. Oh, God. oh no! Movie. I like that movie, no. by the way. Chuck Connors, <laughs> man, and also sometimes part-time well, tourist museum owner. And that movie is great. I will fight anybody that says that's Parts not a good movie. Parts of the movie are great. It's boring. It yeah. has serious pacing issues. It's basically a student film. Yeah. That, that got a little bit green lit. So, okay, so this episode eight. Travis, what did you think? I liked it. I thought it was cool. good. I mean, um, I, I like these breaks from the vampire like centered episodes. Right. I, I, I kind of do enjoy the monster of the week format because, you know, it breaks it up. It adds variety to the things that are happening in the world. It's kind of a world building in a way. Um, yeah. But, you oh, know, I you. also kind of like the, yeah, I like the focus on Willow's character. It was nice. I don't know. That's all I got to say about it. Yeah. I think that's a good way of showcasing the monster of the week and someone else's character. Yeah. And kind of building them both and hopefully it goes somewhere. Sander, what say you? I, it was okay. Like, it was nice to finally get like some some Willow centric episodes. <laughs> but compared to with what the episode we had last time, and then the one that's coming up next, the next episode, this one was kind of uh, the, the the bad guy was just like 
I see what they were trying to do, but compared to like the episodes that it's sandwiched in between, it was all right. I could take that. I can get that. Jess, what do you think? I I like season one a lot more than most fans do. Mm-hmm. I am not bothered at all. Like I understand there were different budget and time constraints in season one, and I like the monster of the week format. I feel like this is one of the weaker ones, um, but I do like a lot of elements of it. I like the introduction of Jenny Calendar. I like getting some more Willow backstory. I like that they're like bringing in technology because that like obviously in 2021, it's kind of interesting going back and seeing how they handled these changes in real time. So it was kind of nice to bring that in and kind of force um, a uh, up to that point kind of stuffy character like Giles into accepting some modernity, which I feel like is important in overall themes of the show with him being Buffy's watcher. So right. I, I think it's a, I think it's an okay episode. It's not, it's not my most favorite one of the first season, but it's by no means the worst. So it's so. not rape. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's hard to beat the rape episode. No, that that's still the worst. Yeah. Which I'm so glad they did in the first season. Just in case that they didn't get more seasons, like, hey, you know, if we don't get any more seasons, we know what we have to do. Like, build the characters. Like, no, 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 no that's not the suggestion. Let's have a rape episode, just in case. <laughs> don't worry. They they come back to that idea later on. Oh, so. good. They revisit yeah. it? Oh, yeah. I, I, it's like a reboot. Don't cool. worry. <laughs> not with Xander. Xander never faces any repercussions for those actions. Because, oh, God forbid. Xander, spoiler for the rest of the series, it never comes up again. Oh, it doesn't come up again. That reminds me, this series is being rebooted in 2000, let me see, 23. Nope. nope. And, they re- and they redid Xander, Bill Cosby. Yeah, yeah. They're actually letting out. They Bill are Cosby doing a reboot, Xander. though. Really? I, yeah, they nope, are doing a reboot. Uh, are they really doing a reboot, though? They are really doing a reboot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, after I just found out they're doing, they're going to do a reboot to the Lost Boys. I'm just like, no, stop, stop. (sighs) Travis, I think you'd like that. It's got Corey Feldman in it. I don't. I don't have any issues with Corey Feldman. Damn classic. I don't have issues with Corey Feldman. I said I think you'd like it. Oh. The first Feldman and him. Yeah, yeah. The first Lost Boys is awesome. You know, uh, stop rebooting stuff. No, they, I, I believe Lost Boys should be standalone. And that interesting little side effect, the Lost Boys was actually the third thing that had both Corey Hell, Bellman and Haim in it. The second, mm-hmm. Michael Jackson. Yeah. Okay, so this episode. Not okay. Oh, <laughs> allegedly. Well, two of them are dead, so I don't know. And the other one is kind of uh, wackadoodles right now. Or probably back then, too. So... On behalf of myself, Jim Phoenix, and my special co-host with Travis and Jess and Xander, we bid you a great Buffy good day. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.